And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up everyone? Zach here. Welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels. I am getting over my silly cold, which is really awesome. I'm really excited about that. Anyway, I want to spend a few minutes with you here today. And um, I need to make sure this is recording. All right, cool. We're recording. Cool. And uh, I wanted to chat about a lesson that I am relearning. It is not fully relearned, but I am relearning it. And I am relearning it because I'm a little angry at myself about this. So if you ever, if you ever uh, want to spend a couple of minutes doing something productive on YouTube, which is rare... Uh, go to YouTube and look up Arnold Schwarzenegger's Six Rules for Success. And I believe it's rule number two. Not positive, but I think it is. And he says, trust yourself. And in typical Arnold fashion, it's trust yourself. I think that's my best one for a, for a, for a first try without getting into the, the real state of things. It wasn't bad. You need to trust yourself. So, trusting yourself. Trusting yourself. That is his rule. I believe it's number two. And this is something that I have been, uh, in the past, I was very good at it when I was young, like in my, my teenage years and stuff. Um, I really did trust myself. And as a result, um, I didn't have like success financially per se. I mean, yeah, I was doing okay for my, for my age, I guess, but I never had like, it wasn't like financial success, but you know, I had good, just like good relationships. Um, I was able to, you know, kind of like be the not like a bad way, I'm not talking about like a jerk jock way, but like, you know, be like the leader of the pack and like, you know, kind of influence, um, influence my friends and do it in a way that was positive, right? Because a lot of that, like during that time, like a lot of my friends were, or a lot of friends outside of our circle were, you know, idiots. They were smoking weed, they were getting drunk all the time. And, you know, that just wasn't my thing. And um, I think, you know, I had a, I had a level of influence and I trusted myself to, to, to say the right things and to know and to listen to kind of keep our circle of friends for the most part, you know, like, uh, doing not productive things, but like, you know, rather than skateboarding and smoking weed, we were just skateboarding rather than, you know, rather than, you know, uh, getting drunk and going to parties, we were working on cars. And, um, so that's what, that's kind of like early days. Then as I got into my first you know, network marketing business, um, I kind of, the, the idea of conformity and doing what you're supposed to do really sunk into my consciousness. And I really, really did that. 
I didn't question anything. And there was many times when my like entrepreneurial mind wanted to do other things, not outside of network marketing, but like within our business. And I would be not shut down, but I would be very much like put back in line in a nice leadership way. <laughs> and uh, so I really didn't trust myself. And after a long time, about six, seven years, I decided, you know what? Screw this. I'm trusting myself. And I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to do some things. And that's kind of where the agency was born. That's where uh, a lot of the principles that we teach at MLM Rebels came out of is that initial time where I learned to trust myself once again, and for the first time as an adult and in business. And that time has come again. So recently, um, uh, if you're in the Rebels family, you know this. Um, We have been adjusting a few things on our primary webinar. So the Rebels just kind of brand as it's growing has not multi, not a ton of facets yet, but it's got multiple facets, right? Like we've got a group, we've got a private group, we've got um, you know the fan pages, we've got the podcast, we've got all, all those things. But the main thrust is the webinar, right? Because the webinar is what sells people into our opportunity. It's what delivers the product. Um, as of right now, this is not company agnostic. Like our product is not company agnostic, meaning if you purchase the product, you're agreeing to join our team. Um, but it's a done-for-you type of product, right? So you're literally getting everything you need. You just have to do like a little tiny bit of work to get it working. Um, well, uh, I'm losing my train of thought. But so what happened is we are we we looked at our conversion rates and they were okay, but they weren't great. They weren't quite as what I expected. And so what I what I had our team do is you know, like like we're the leader of the organization. Like that doesn't mean that we're the, that doesn't mean that we're tyrannical. That doesn't mean that there's not people that are much more wise than us, have more experience than us. But you know, that just means that like we have to shoulder the, the majority of the responsibility. So we noticed this and instead of letting our team continue to run ads, um, we said, hey, why don't you guys pause your ads, pause what you're doing as far as advertising goes. Let us retool the webinar. We'll shoulder the burden of the ad spend. We will... Uh, we will figure this out on our own dime and our own time, and you don't necessarily need to do that because we told you as you joined that like we had something that you could count on, and um, you know you can still you can count on it, but we just think there needs to be a little bit more improvement to be made. And I don't personally, I don't want the risk of like you spending money and like not getting the return you thought, and also like I don't I don't want you to have that risk. So turn off your ads. And we're going to figure this out, and we're going to take that burden. And um, yeah, so that's what we did. And that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is we started to adjust some things. And initially, I made a few adjustments um, that I thought were right. Uh, I don't think they are, but but I thought they were right at the time. And they were kind of small. They weren't huge. They were kind of small adjustments. And then I started asking for help um, on what I should adjust. And this goes very not contrary, but it's it's a it's a it's a double-edged sword. So there's one side of the coin where you should ask for help, right? You should ask for help and you should take all the advice that you're given. The other side of the coin is you don't ask for help and you do everything your own way. Well, both sides typically lead to failure. You have to know when to listen to advice and when to not. And um, I started eliciting advice, started taking asking for advice specifically from people that I either felt were credible um, or I knew were credible. Um, and then if I got some advice from people that really, honestly, weren't that credible, but I had just heard that advice before, so I decided to implement it. 
So some of the advice we got was from people that are legitimately extremely experienced. They're extremely high-level earners in network marketing. Um, we trust their advice. Uh, yeah, and that's where some of the advice came from. Some of the other advice came from people that were in a similar situation, uh, or not a similar situation, a different situation where they have success in some areas, but they are not, they're not proven in the marketing field. Like they've, they've tried to do marketing, they're just not proven, but they're so successful in other areas that it's kind of like, oh, well, what you're saying is probably accurate. And like I said, there's other people that have given unsolicited advice, um, but I just heard it so many times that I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe they're, maybe they're, maybe they're right. Maybe like the customer is always right. Right. Except for these, some of these people weren't actually customers. Um, trying to leave a little bit of vague details out. So if anyone's listening, they're not offended if they know who they are. And, uh, so I got some, so I started, so basically what I did is I completely revamped the webinar based on this advice that I got, like totally just ground up, changed everything. Um, I mean, like nothing is the same. The, the only thing's the same is about 50% of the content is the same. I'm teaching the same thing, but I'm teaching it totally differently. So all in all, it's not even close to the same webinar. The only thing that's the same is the registration process and the show-up process. That is it. And <laughs> so I'm running this webinar. This is my third week running this new webinar. And I first did it. I thought it was great. I initially showed it, showed it to some people. And uh, they gave some really, really great feedback. And the numbers start coming in. And they're, they're sucking. Like, they're coming in really, really bad. And so I ran it again the next week. That's, uh, that's week number two. And then this past week, I ran it again. And I ran it again. And like each week, like we're dumping like cash into this because I want to figure out, I want to fix this problem like ASAP so that I can tell our team, hey, you're good to go. Run them. Let's roll. Like that's the goal, right? So I'm like, I'm not holding back on our ad spend. I mean, it is like I'm putting money into it. And each each week, the past three weeks in a row, we've come up with absolutely a goose egg, zero sales. Um which is not good when you're spending, uh, you know, a fair amount of cash on ads and not one person is buying, like, that's not good. Um, and also because, like, our team is waiting. They're like, hey, Zach, like, are we ready to go? Let's go. Um, so, so I was like, okay, this is, something isn't right. I have to dive back in. So, I start to go, I start to kind of like, like look back into the, I open the hood again. And today I went out and I have always kept a very good track of these stats. You know, every, every time we do a new rendition of the webinar, I keep track of the stats, but I haven't kept track, kept track of the stats, like as insane as like a, if you're splitting hairs as you should, or maybe as you should, yeah, whatever, as you should be. And yesterday I read a quote, actually, Ashley showed me a quote. It says, what you measure grows. And I've heard that a million times before. You probably have too. And I was like, you know what? I know I've measured every piece of this webinar, but maybe I need to like measure one layer deeper. So I dug through every single stat that was available to me. I did all the percent, like everything I could possibly do week by week by week by week by week by week by week, every single one. It took quite a while. Once I got through each and every week, all of them laid out in front of me. It was like, holy crap. There is a hole right there. And, and truthfully, the very first webinar that we did, not the one to our warm list, I don't count those stats because, you know, they already trusted me. So I'm talking about like cold traffic, right? Because that's who you're going to scale with. Um, the very first webinar we did to cold traffic, for every 
39 registrants that we pulled in, 39 to 40, we made a sale. Um, during that time, our average cost per lead was like eight bucks, which is a little high for my taste. I like to keep things a little bit lower than that. But you know, if it's you know for 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 the price of the product, you know we make like twelve hundred fifty dollars in uh, money that we can spend back. So like, you, you know, uh, so for that price of a product, it's not bad. So like, you know, forty leads times eight, you know, what is that? Three hundred twenty dollars. So for like, call it four hundred. So for every four hundred dollars we were spending we were pulling in a $1,200 check, which obviously paid off our ad spend. And uh, <laughs> I looked at that and I was like, what? Wait, what did I miss? And the way I missed it is like, initially I I like looked at the stats wrong or something. I like did the stats wrong. I did something, I calculated something incorrectly. Something happened when I was checking all the stats out that I missed that when I divided those stats up in a super clear cut way, like splitting hair style, I found it. And I was like, holy crap. And you know what's crazy? The first rendition of the webinar we did to cold traffic was the one I got the most crap for from guess who? People who didn't purchase, right? Or those that didn't have any experience in this area anyway. That's who I got the crap from. And when I say didn't purchase, I'm not talking about like, oh, I like, I'm not talking about people that probably would have been a customer like you can kind of sniff those out in like a higher ticket item like this you can kind of smell that like when they're just saying oh i would have been a customer but you you know you don't if you you don't offer xyz that's a problem they might have actually been a customer but when you just like said something on the webinar that they like didn't agree with and not like it's not like they it's not like you offended them it's just like you said like oh i like red instead of i like blue like that trivial and they said they didn't buy because of that like that is when, you know, it's just a load of crap and the person wasn't going to buy anyway. They're just looking for an excuse that they could tell themselves as to why they're not going to move forward in life. So I get these all back and I'm like, are you freaking serious? Everything I changed, I completely ripped that webinar apart. I made it something else that wasn't truly mine and it freaking bombed. Like, humongo bomb. Like, I should send a bill to all these people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's my fault. I mean, I'm the one who listened. But I'm thinking about this. And I'm looking at this. And I'm like, dude, insane. Like, no doubt, there is there is some good things that I learned from, these, from some of these individuals that I actually asked for help from. There's some really great things that I learned. And they brought up some good valid points. And I'm still going to implement some of the things that they told me in the webinar. I'm going to implement those for sure because I think they're they're actually valid and they're changes that I want to make because there was a reason that I like I had some initial gut reactions when I first asked people to pause their ads. I had some initial reactions like okay, this is the major objection I see coming up. I need a way to overcome that. And as I was asking that question, people started giving me that answer but also a million other answers and in my doubt of myself, I started making these massive changes and um and yeah, so the way I say, the reason I say that I'm still learning this lesson and it has not fully learned is because I haven't actually tested what I'm about to, what I'm telling you right now. Like I'm not for sure if trusting myself is actually the right move, but based on the data, based on the math, based on actual verifiable facts that have already happened, when I trusted myself, it worked. And when I doubted myself, it didn't. And um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that maybe that helps you. Maybe that speaks to someone here 
that's listening. And, um, you know, obviously there's, there's times and places where we have to trust ourselves and just, you know, say, this is, this is what I'm doing. And I believe this is right. And there's times and places where we need to take coaching, right? We need to take that coaching. And, um, and th- th- there's millions of times that I need to do that. I asked for coaching help just the other day. And uh, so we all need that coaching help. I'm not telling you that I am only, only like my own silo now because of this like mini lesson. It just means that like I need to be more conscientious and careful about when I change something, especially that's working, I need to have a really, really good reason why. And I need to trust that it's a good thing. And uh, yeah, so anyway, hopefully this found you well. Hopefully this helps somebody listening. Um, So if you needed a sign to trust yourself, trust yourself. Every time I've trusted myself so far in business, um, it's it's, it's actually been a good thing. It's helped me Um, from quitting my job to starting an agency to starting uh, this MLM Rebels. um, It's been a good thing. So anyway, love you guys. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening. And talk to you all soon. Thank <laughs> you.